Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and today I'm sharing with you out of Matthew 24, verses 45 through 47. And I've titled this little devotional, Faithful and Wise. After revealing that no one knows the day nor the hour when he will come unexpectedly as a thief in the night, Christ then in three parables went on to highlight and emphasize this idea of his imminent and unexpected return and the need to live ready. This emphasis is seen in the parable of the servants, Matthew 24, 46 through 51, the parable of the ten virgins, Matthew 25, 1 through 13, and the parable of the talents, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. We pick it up. Matthew 24 and verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season? This parable underscores the importance of living ready in light of Christ's imminent return. Here in verse 45, Christ introduces the first of two servants. The first one is faithful and wise. The second one is evil. Life is a stewardship for which all will give an account. In this parable, the master, that is the Lord, made his servant ruler over his household, quote, to give them food in due season. The word servant is the Greek word doulos, which literally means slave. As God's people, we are God's slaves. As believers, we rightfully belong to God by virtue of creation and redemption. Jesus bought us with his blood, and we now belong to him. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 As God's slaves, we have been given a stewardship in relation to the household, that is, the family of God. To give them food is the idea of taking care of them. In the world, there is nothing more important to God than the welfare of his people. This slave was put in a stewardship position of taking care of the family. Now, some have emphasized that this has special application to those who serve in leadership roles in the church, especially to elders. Now, it is true that elders have the special responsibility of feeding the flock the word. And it is true that teachers are more accountable. However, we need to remember that this is a parable, and parables generally are making one main point. And because of this, most commentators think that while there is application to spiritual leaders, the application is broader in that all God's children are gifted and have a stewardship responsibility in relation to the household of God. We continue, Matthew 24, 46. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. All that God asks is that when he comes, he finds us doing what he has given us to do. The faithful and wise servant makes the household of God a priority. They are involved with God's people. They are making a contribution. They make the welfare of Christ's church family a primary issue, simply because this is God's priority. This is what God is doing in the world today. He is building a forever family of believers called the church. He has gifted each one of his children and placed them into the body for the express purpose of building up the body. 
Matthew 24, 47 continues, Assuredly, or truly, assuredly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. For the faithful and wise servant, there will be great reward. Wearsby says, the reward for obedient service is the capacity for greater service. Those who are good stewards over what God gave them charge over in this life will have even a greater role of ruling in the kingdom. In Luke 19, Jesus gave a parable of stewardship concerning Minas. One was faithful and given authority over ten cities. Another was faithful and was given authority over five cities. But the unfaithful steward was called wicked and judged accordingly. Compare Matthew 25, 19 through 23. All believers are joint heirs with Christ, and as overcomers they will inherit all things. However, there will be differences of rewards in the kingdom related to our faithfulness in service. Those faithful in little will be made ruler over much. As true Christians, we are part of God's family and all have a vital role to play in the building up of the family. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And beyond this, one of the great evidences of truly being a child of God is that we love the brethren. 1 John 3.14 says, We know, we know, how do we know, what do we know? We know that we have passed from death to life. Why? Because we love the brethren. Well, what if you don't love the brethren? Well, you probably can't claim the first part of the verse that says we know we have passed from death to life. The reason we know that we have passed from death into life is because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. 1 John 3.14 Someone who claims to be a Christian but wants nothing to do with God's people and doesn't care at all about the body of Christ really gives evidence that they are not saved at all. This is the disposition of the evil, that is the phony servant, as Christ goes on to describe in the remainder of the parable, which we will consider next time. Life is a stewardship responsibility. We were created by and for God. Repentance aligns with God and his program. And his program in the church age is the building of a forever family called the church. To not be on God's quote-unquote church page calls into question the profession of those who claim to be servants of God. We are not here to serve self, but rather to serve God and his purposes. This is the fruit of of genuineness. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald. Live ready.